Welcome to another week of Come Follow Me, A Disciple's Journey. This week's Come Follow Me study is Doctrine and Covenants sections 71 through 75. So, what's going on here? Uh, we're at the end of 1831 and into the beginning of 1832. Um, Ezra Booth has apostatized and has started to write some articles, and they're being published that are very unfriendly to the church, uh, anti-the church, you might say, um, anti-Joseph Smith. And so while Joseph had, and the church had experienced some persecution up to this point, um, this is really the first incident of a former member of the church uh, leading that that charge. It's not the last time that we're going to see that, and that the church will see that, obviously. Uh, we see that in our day now, and the early church saw more of it as well. Uh, but this is kind of the first incident uh, of incidents of that, and so I think, understandably, it caused Joseph and um, and others greater pause and concern on how to address it than previous. Um, persecution and opposition. So sections 71 through 75 in part are are dealing directly with with that situation. Joseph and Sidney Rigdon had been um, <clears throat> engaged in a, a retranslation or a correction of the Bible and the Lord tells them to put that work on hold for a time to go and address the situation that is being created because of Ezra Booth's uh, antagonism. And so they do, they stop and they leave to go preach the gospel in, in a few cities and, and counties and towns uh, around Hiram and uh, Kirtland, Ohio. And what happens is uh, that they only do that for a few months, but they're able to really stop the spread of this anti-Mormon, uh, quote-unquote, hate, right? Um, at least as it is concerned to Ezra Booth spreading it. Obviously, there are many more persecutions ahead for the saints at this time and for Joseph, so they don't stop the, the antagonism and persecution altogether. But they do; they are able to um, kind of do some damage control with Ezra Booth. Um they go and they preach in, at a bunch of different churches and in different towns. The uh, city Rigdon in particular had invite uh, actually ends up inviting Ezra Booth multiple times to like an open debate, essentially, basically of like, hey, you come and state your th- concerns and all the things that you've written in these articles, but then we're going to do it in a public forum where I'm going to have an opportunity to counter what you're saying. And Ezra Booth obviously never uh, took him up on that. Um, but that leads us to what. Come follow me has to say in the beginning here that uh, the question that's posed by come follow me is what should believers do in, in, in situations like this where there are unfeeling, uh, unfriendly feelings um, that are developing in the church uh, against the church. Um, and I think back to my time uh, in the missionary training center, preparing for my mission uh, to go out to Iowa and at a, an instructor in the MTC 
that when we would uh, would ask a question about how do you answer this question, how do you answer this, how do you, what do you say about this, um, he would make uh, like a you know with his hand he would make like a little gun symbol with his hand, right? And we all knew what that meant because he had told us on a, a, you know a few times first that there's no silver bullet. There's not one right answer. It's about following the spirit. Um, and that's, that's what, uh, come follow me hints at and then says, but it does seem that quite often part of the Lord's answer in this type of situation when there are unfriendly feelings and opposition, that the answer is to defend the truth and correct falsehoods by, by proclaiming the gospel. And so Joseph and Sidney left the work that they were doing and engaged in and without hesitation to go and defend the truth and and to teach the gospel. And in our day, in our time, it's up to us to be ready to do that. It's up to us to be ready to put aside what we're doing at the time to stand up for truth. Now, is that going to be inviting people to an open uh, debate type of setting? Probably not, right? But there are going to be times when co-workers or friends say something that uh, is incorrect about the church or that they share some feelings that may be founded, uh, some feelings about the church that may be founded on uh, untruths, falsehoods, right? And it is our duty and responsibility to put aside what we're doing and to correct them in, in love and gentleness, but with with firmness and uh, with the spirit. And uh, as Elder Quentin Cook taught, the influence of the Holy Ghost is ghost most often accompanies individual scripture study and prayer in the home. As we study our scriptures and pray every day, we can invite the Spirit to be with us so that when the time comes for us to uh, testify of truth, we don't have to rely and hope that there is some silver bullet that we've memorized that we know exactly what to say. We'll just have uh, the ammunition uh, of an of knowledge from the scriptures and from the spirit and the spirit will tell us what needs to be said in that moment. And importantly, the Lord promises us that no weapon that is formed against him, us, when we're in defense of his truth shall prosper. Uh, at the end of the day and in the end, the truth always wins. The light is always stronger than the darkness. Um, and even if the people that we testify to, uh, don't believe the Lord will bless us for our defense of his of his truth and his kingdom and um, there will be blessings for us now and and waiting for us the rest of this week's study uh, covers kind of a myriad of, of topics uh, another bishop is called uh, the restarting of the translation of of the Bible um, is addressed and um, there are just there's, there's several different things we're gonna talk about some more com- these these revelations mostly occur uh, this week at some more conferences and in the past I've addressed this that we in the church today in 2021 think of a conference as something that's a larger scale type of thing you think of a state conference even a ward conference um, or you know obviously general conferences big gatherings well at the time a big gathering was you know not very many people uh, compared to, you know, what the, what the total membership of the church was. 
And oftentimes these really would are more like, um, like a ward type of conference, right? The church that is in the area is getting together. And then they may have some breakout sessions of, with just, with just the elders and, um, holders of the priesthood. And so that's kind of what these conferences are. And so that's why they're so frequent. Um, but there's, that's what's going to happen here, uh, this week. Some more conferences and revelations at those conferences. And just like the rest of the year, um, as you read the uh, section headings, you'll notice that many of the sections are given in response to uh, a question of one or more people. And there's a couple of uh, sections here where a part of the section is given, Joseph and the, and the group take an action, and then more is given. Uh, and I'll address some of that as we go through uh, each section this week. I hope you'll join me as we study sections 71 and 75. Best of luck in your studies. Uh, I know that as you pray and study every day, just as Elder Quentin, Quentin L. Cook taught, the influence of the Holy Ghost will accompany uh, you uh, as you do that every day in your home. Thanks for listening and hope to talk to you soon.